Ezra chapter 6 Then Darius the king made a decree, and search was made in the house of the archives, where the treasures were laid up in Babylon. They had archives of documents in addition to treasures, all in the same storehouse. 2. And there was found at Amatha, in the palace that is in the province of Media, a roll, and therein was thus written, In this certain palace, where they had some of their storage there, that was where the scroll was found. A record. 3. In the first year of Cyrus the king, Cyrus the king made a decree concerning the house of God at Jerusalem, let the house be builded, the place where they offer sacrifices, and let the foundations thereof be strongly laid, the height thereof three score cubits, and the breadth thereof three score cubits. Notice that it's a cube shaped, and that is according to God's command that they made the temple cube-shaped. The Holy Spirit had told King David, and then King David wrote out the plans and gave it to his son King Solomon. The Holy Spirit had told King David to make the temple cube-shaped. And in the book of Revelation, the new heaven that God prepares for us, that city, the eternal golden city, is cube-shaped. And the cube-shaped temple represents the cube-shaped city of God in heaven. 4. With three rows of great stones and a row of new timber, and let the expenses be given out of the king's house. This is continuing the law that Cyrus decreed. 5. And also let the gold and silver vessels of the house of God which Nebuchadnezzar took forth out of the temple which is at Jerusalem and brought unto Babylon be restored and brought back unto the temple which is at Jerusalem, every one to its place, and thou shalt put them in the house of God. King Darius is now sending word back, because he found the decree that was written by King Cyrus. 6. Now therefore, Tetanai, governor beyond the river, Shethar Bozani, and your companions, the Epharisachites, who are beyond the river, be far from thence. 7. Let the work of this house of God alone. Let the governor of the Jews and the elders of the Jews build this house of God in its place. He's telling the pagans who are trying to interfere with the building to get away from the Levites and leave them alone, and let the building commence. Moreover, I make a decree concerning what ye shall do to these elders of the Jews for the building of this house of God, that of the king's goods, even of the tribute beyond the river, expenses be given with all diligence unto these men, that they be not hindered. Now King Darius is telling the pagans to use some of the tribute money that would have gone back to King Darius, instead to use it to aid the building project that the Levites are doing. This means that King Darius is actually going to subsidize the building of the second temple. 9. And that which they have need of, both young bullocks and rams and lambs for burnt offerings, to the God of heaven, wheat, salt, wine, and oil, according to the word of the priests that are at Jerusalem, let it be given them day by day without fail. Which means King Darius is also going to pay for all of the sacrifices. He's going to provide all of the daily sacrifices. This would include the salt used on the meat sacrifices, the wine libations, the oil used for the sacrifices, and the wheat offerings in addition to the animal sacrifices. 10. 
that they may offer sacrifices of sweet savor unto the God of heaven and pray for the life of the king and of his sons. Darius is saying, I want them to finish this temple and I want to provide sacrifices so that they can pray for me and my sons to intercede for my life and my kingdom. A pagan king is asking the Levites to pray for him. 11. Also I have made a decree that whosoever shall alter this word, let a beam be pulled out from his house, and let him be lifted up and fastened thereon, and let his house be made a dunghill for this. King Darius is saying, if any man tries to come against the Levites from now on, then I will order that a beam which supports his house will be pulled out so that his house will collapse, and his house will become a dunghill, which is a place to throw poop. And also, that man will be hanged on that beam. You'll use it to hang him. 12. And may the God that hath caused his name to dwell there overthrow all kings and peoples that shall put forth their hand to alter the same, to destroy this house of God, which is at Jerusalem. I, Darius, have made a decree. Let it be done with all diligence. Darius is also saying, Let anyone who comes against the temple of God be cursed. 13. Then Tetanai, the governor beyond the river, Shethar Bozani, and their companions, because that Darius the king had thus sent, acted with diligence, meaning they immediately obeyed the king. They didn't want to die. 14. And the elders of the Jews builded and prospered through the prophesying of Haggai the prophet and Zechariah the son of Edo, and they builded and finished according to the commandment of the God of Israel, and according to the decree of Cyrus and Darius and Artaxerxes king of Persia. Now Artaxerxes had decreed against them, however he only said that the building project be stopped. He didn't say that it could never commence again, and because he didn't say that, Darius could then say, now it can commence again. So Artaxerxes, even though his decree was negative, it wasn't irreversible. And Haggai and Zechariah, who were Levites, continued to prophesy throughout the completion of the building project, which means they were giving the Levites instructions from God on how to complete the building. 15. And this house was finished in the third day of the month, Adar, which is in the sixth year of the reign of Darius the king. So in the second year, the building commenced, and in the sixth year, it was finished. So it took four years from the time that the foundation and some of the walls were put up until it was finished. 16. And the children of Israel, the priests and the Levites, and the rest of the children of the captivity, kept the dedication of this house of God with joy, meaning that they dedicated the second temple just as Solomon had dedicated the first, and they celebrated the second temple's dedication just as Solomon had celebrated the first temple's dedication. But this temple is not as glorious as the first temple was. It's not covered in gold inside and out. And it's probably laid with regular stones instead of precious stones, such as Solomon used. 17. And they offered at the dedication of this house of God a hundred bullocks, two hundred rams, four hundred lambs, and for a sin offering for all Israel, twelve he-goats according to the number of the tribes of Israel. Each goat was for one tribe in addition to all of those other animals being sacrificed. 18. And they set the priests in their divisions and the Levites in their courses for the service of God, which is at Jerusalem, as it is written in the book of Moses. Divisions means job duties, 
if you're the high priest or the other priests, you have different job duties. Courses means work schedule, what day you are to show up for work. 19. And the children of of the captivity kept the Passover upon the 14th day of the first month. The temple was finished in the 12th month of the year, which is Adar, and the very next month is the month of Passover, because the Passover always takes place in the first month of the Jewish calendar. So the very next month, they celebrated Passover. 20. For the priests and the Levites had purified themselves together, all of them were pure, and they killed the Passover lamb for all the children of the captivity, and for their brethren, the priests, and for themselves. They sacrificed lambs for those who were still captive in Persia, as well as for those who had made it back to Jerusalem, and the priests. 21. And the children of Israel that were come back out of the captivity, and all such as had separated themselves unto them from the filthiness of the nations of the land to seek the Lord, the God of Israel, did eat. Every single person who came back to Jerusalem from Persia ate the Passover meal. They had separated themselves from the pagans by returning back to Jerusalem, and it took faith to do that. And in my life and your life, it takes faith to separate ourselves from the world. That doesn't mean that we don't go to work and we don't go shopping. What it means is that we don't partake in things of the world. When you separate yourself from the world, you know that you're honoring God by doing it and you're being His peculiar people. His people are different from everyone else because we don't dance to the world's tune. We do what pleases the Lord rather than what pleases our neighbors. 22. And kept the feast of unleavened bread seven days with joy. You know, the Passover feast is an eight-day feast. On the first day, you sacrifice the lamb and you eat it that night with bitter herbs and unleavened bread. And then for the next seven days, you celebrate the feast of unleavened bread, where you continue eating bread that has no leaven in it, which represents that you have no sin in your life. Now, that doesn't mean that we're perfect, but it does mean that we no longer walk in willful sin. We no longer plan to sin. I'm not going to go on a vacation with my boyfriend and practice fornication. We start living a pure life of holiness and righteousness with Jesus in us. And that's what the seven-day feast of unleavened bread represents. The Passover feast represents salvation itself. But if you truly are saved, then you will walk in the feast of unleavened bread, which means resisting sin and not doing what the world does. For the Lord had made them joyful and had turned the heart of the king of Assyria unto them, that is the heart of King Darius, to strengthen their hands in the work of the house of God, the God of Israel. King Darius is now for them just as King Cyrus had been. And this is a miracle when a pagan king is backing up the Levites in Jerusalem. That is a great miracle of God. And that concludes Ezra chapter 6.